Hello again. I'm Peter Alsop with this week's Songs to Chew podcast. I thought we might listen to a song that's a bit different than what I usually write. I mean, the music for this song comes from the traditional jug band heritage feel with that rumpity-dump-dump type of chunk chunk of rhythm. It's got a kazoo break and a stride piano played by Greg Hilfman. I added some tight, jazzy harmonies, and although I didn't use a washboard or spoons, you can feel how easy it would have been to add them to this one. And I've used this musical style before, so that's not what's different about this song. The song is different because it's not about another social issue or a kid's version of the truth, aimed at getting an errant parent to say, Oh, yeah, I guess I do that with my kids, don't I? Yeah, maybe I ought to cut that out. Huh. I have a lot of those kinds of songs. No, this is about my home, where I live. Topanga, California. I've lived here for the last 45 years. It's in the Santa Monica Mountains, just outside of Los Angeles, up PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, along the ocean where the sun sets every evening into the Pacific Ocean, often accompanied by brilliant colors. You make a right on State Route 27 before you get to Malibu, where the surf's up and the stars shine at the local market. Topanga Canyon winds up through the foothills and climbs you up through the sycamores and California coastal live oaks and the native ceanothus, the red-berried toyone bushes along the S-curves to our small Topanga town. It's filled with hippies and lawyers, music producers and bikers, a couple of coffee shops, real estate offices, non-documented and homeless workers, some of whom live under the bridge, families with actors and school kids and musicians, massage therapists and architects and accountants and potters and stained glass window makers. The actor, Robin Williams, used to live up here. He famously said about Topanga, Well, there's a lot of folks up here running around with one wheel in the sand, probably referring to himself as well as to so many of the rest of us. You'll see famous and not famous folks in Topanga, and as you drive north up the boulevard, you'll pass hidden treasures with wonderful second-hand clothing and attire, small markets, and a stoplight at the local elementary school road. There's our community house and our Theater of Plants, the world-class open-air Will Gears Theatricum Botanicum, where my wife, Ellen Gear, has been the artistic director for the last 45 years. We do Shakespeare and new plays and Chekhov and Tennessee Williams, and we run acting classes for screen actors and programs for 9,000 LAUSD school kids every year. Our grown children live here in Topanga with our grandchildren. I feel especially fortunate that I don't have to fly to Atlanta or Chicago to play with them when I get tired of working at my desk. Topanga is a place where I can think globally and still act locally. It's where I practice loving my friends and family and maintain the daily rituals that keep me grounded. It's where I laugh and have fun, write, choose to be in nature or engaged in society, and honor a sense of place and time spent here so I can remember the past and measure changes that people who move through the canyon more quickly won't even notice. It's where I watch the life markers slowly slide by as they remind us of our inexorable journey into our futures. And I love Topanga with all its diverse, often out-of-balance, quirky humans and their dogs and parrots and cats. I love our local coyotes and hawks and mountain lions and owls that make our lives so full and rich and delicious. So, here you go, from my River of Life album, Topanga. Let's live in a cave in Topanga Just a place to be alone with you have a ball, our friends would come to call, right next to that old lady and her kids in that old shoe. Let's live in a hideout in Topanga. Come on, let's head out to them hills. Lots of stained glass, 
cold water in the bath We can live without those fancy frills Let's live in a tree in Topanga Maybe in the leaves they'd leave us be We could live in a squirrel hole Play our rock and roll Come out on the limb and you can't be a nut like me Geodesic dome, well we'd feel right at home Coyotes singing songs that make it easy to unwind Let's shack up in a shack up in Topanga The mountain moon's a yellow lollipop The starry nights will shine and really blow your mind Topanga means you're mellow and you've made it Maybe faded, slightly jaded but you've made it to the top yeah. Nice song, Peter, you might say. But what is there to chew on or cogitate about in this song? Hmm, I might say back to you. Usually it's one's inquisitiveness about life that creates things to chew on, more than their location. Well, let's see what there is. In my first verse, we talk about caves and being alone with someone we love. Anything to chew on there? We know that people have lived in caves for thousands of years. In our modern world, the concept of a cave could certainly refer to and include the kinds of silos or bubbles we live in here in our modern culture, where we only see the people with whom we have similar interests. We see certain folks over and over again at the post office each morning or at the market or we see certain families at the elementary school functions and at school events, or at the library, or the playground at the community center, because we have kids the same age. Maybe we meet another silo of friends and acquaintances at the Progressive Democrats' weekly dinner, or at the Topanga Peace Alliance monthly meeting. We watch MSNBC nightly news and listen to Amy Goodman's Democracy Now! on KPFK Radio every weekday morning, and we're honestly upset about the same political things and probably vote the same way. And here in Topanga, many of us are so busy with our kids and their schedules that we don't find much space or time to expand our cave or our bubble because we can only handle so many irons and so many fires. But this awareness brings up a few ideas we could chew on, especially because we know how divided we are in our country these days. Everyone has strong opinions. How do we even begin to cut through some of the isolation that comes from the ways our lives are structured? How do we change our lives in ways that might create time to get to know people who have different life experiences than we do. More things to chew, huh? And what about the verse that mentions hiding out in the hills and having nothing but cold water in the bath? Living in Topanga seems closer to nature somehow than living in town. We have our wildfires and wildlife that create a subculture here where we have to learn how to deal with poisonous rattlesnakes and mountain lions that eat our goats and our poodles, with bobcats, coyotes and owls and hawks that sometimes eat our kittens and cats. What kinds of lessons can we derive from what we learn here about coexisting with these wild creatures that might help us learn to coexist better with other humans who experience the world differently than we do? How do we survive with cactuses that poke us and droughts that kill our trees and dry up our vegetable gardens and use what we learn 
to help us cope with the effects of global worldwide warming. Can living in Topanga help us with that? I think the answer is yes. As I said earlier, it's one's inquisitiveness about life more than a location that creates things to chew on. Even as we try to live a more conscious and sustainable life here in Topanga, most of us still resort to using gas and oil-guzzling cars. What can we do about that? We don't yet have any non-polluting mass transportation in Topanga, only our beach bus, which shuttles folks and surfboards on its run back and forth between Topanga State Beach and Woodland Hills in the San Fernando Valley. That bus still runs on gasoline, I believe. So even as we look at our own unsustainable usage of non-solar, non-wind-powered energy to heat our homes and cook our food and run our vehicles, we can still take actions to cut down on our energy wastage. We can save up to buy an electric car or solar panels. We can call our representatives and encourage laws that support community-run utilities and maybe set up a tool bank or some communal gardens. But the chewable question to ask is, can we allow ourselves to feel happy in our geodesic dome house and continue to live in our predominantly white village even though we know how destitute much of the world is, struggling to survive on less than a tenth of the resources we expend in our own unsustainable, privileged ways? Is it okay to enjoy the glorious full moon and the starry nights out here in our Topanga Mountains when we know that poverty, hunger, and homelessness lurks in the lives of so many other humans? Nearby in Santa Monica, San Francisco, New York, Syria, and India, and Africa. I'm torn and troubled about the extreme situations of other people's lives. I feel sad and upset, and at the same time when I Notice on a clear night the warm lights in the windows of the homes across the canyon or the moonlight streaming down, sparkling on the leaves of the huge oak tree across the street, or the hooting of the owls as they talk to each other. I feel a calmness that nurtures and soothes me. These are sources of renewal for all of us who care. So is it okay to take a moment to enjoy the beauty of the natural world around us? Actually, it's not only okay, it's necessary. These are the things that sustain us and encourage us to work even harder to change our current out-of-balance and unjust systems and laws. When fear is used to control others, by the people who run our systems, we lose hold of the caring and beauty and love in our lives. They are exactly what we need to hang on to, to galvanize our will and commitment to widen, not shrink, our circle of care so we can include others, be they immigrants or foreigners or people who don't look or pray or eat like us. When we have privilege, we have to care enough about others to make sure we don't use up all the available resources without considering them. When we feel less fear, we're more able to share. So, it's okay to live where I live and to love where I live. I still set goals for myself to make sure I work to lift others and keep myself lifted. Without the nurturance of beauty and love and laughter in little children, it's so much more difficult to do the work that needs to be done. To raise awareness in myself about the injustices around me and within me, and to change them so that they are not carried into our future. Making emotionally safe places for others happens only when I know how to make emotionally safe places for myself and my family. When we commit to sharing our skills with each other, that is what I call making a family of choice, making a home. I'm Peter Alsop. Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you next week with another song to chew.